yeah so um let's get into it then so today's this is what i would call a commentary episode i've already titled it as such and i'm not going to read any scriptures in this segment but this is just really going to provide sort of like a backstory and this is i think something that i'm just starting now because i think this whole series oh my goodness there's just so much to learn and i really can't wait until the next day to to, to record this but i think for some of the segments i may just have a commentary se- session where i record what some scholars have you know the body of evidence that has been put together <clears throat> around some of the things that we're discussing so that anyone who wants to get the backstory can sort of like read sort of like the conclusions that some of these scholars have gotten into and then you can go and do some research by yourself as well um i I have mentioned that and maybe some of you may have figured out i do have a bit of an academic approach to life so i really like um, reading a lot of stuff and i like to um make sense of things for myself so anyway so this here here goes so like we had said in the first three episodes i think the third one is actually being recorded today as well it's already live as i'm as i'm recording this and the summary title i mean the summary one-liner to in, in terms of understanding the concept of how god created man first of all god created us in a very complex way so no one can say we really fully understand but we can only you know conclude based on the information that has been given in scripture the interpretation that god has given to it, the revelation that his spirit has given and what makes sense to us ourselves based on what you know we we hear we read and we see so by all means get knowledge get information but also rely on the spirit of the lord to explain it to you as well so that my my counsel to anyone is that please go and read up by yourself for yourself as well and a lot of what i'm going to be sharing today um, is this commentary is based on what i've read first of all primarily today you know it, it's primarily from the faith and health connection um website and online so that's faith and health connection shout out to them for putting this information together in a very accessible chart but a lot of it actually i already knew in previous teachings from kenneth hagan in his book the triumphant church i think he deals with it in several books as well i know many of the men of god kenneth copeland also has something like that on his website you know i think I would say basically almost all the Pentecostal charismatic um, leaders, you know, of the word of faith that we know have, you know, very much subscribed to this um, concept of man is um, a spirit, has a soul and lives in a body. But let's just break it down. So I'll break it down in the way in which faithandhealthconnection.org had put it down. And I know it aligns with, you know, what theologically, what people like Kenneth Hagin and what most, I would say, Pentecostal charismatic teachers believe and so yeah so let's just get into it and i think it also aligns with a lot of the scriptures that we have read which is the most important thing so it says man is a spirit has a soul lives in a body now let's break that down so and of course why i'm explaining that this is very much scriptural based and theology based and doctrine based is because of course there's some people that will believe that man is only a body you know and i think that's what most of us think but i think even science people understand that there's a intangible part of man that is also the mind and how man thinks and you know if you talk to people who are in the area of psychiatry you will know that you know the, the mind of man you cannot you cannot medicate in for a mindset you know if it was possible to change people's way of thinking by medi- by medicine in short we'll have reprogrammed everybody you know there should be a pill that you take that you will understand maths you'll understand english streets you know or they take you for surgery and you, you understand you know things that you didn't know before 
you know but clearly we 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 are not able to do that so there is an element there's an intangible consciousness you know that um you know is different that is not necessarily found in the body of man so anyway let's get into it based on scriptural and what bible scholars believe uh, man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in a body so the spirit of man is who we are so we are spirits so who am i i am a spirit what do i have i have a soul where do I live? I live in a body. It's very important. If we do not understand this as New Testament Christians, we will have problems. Because when your your flesh is speaking to you, when my flesh is speaking to me, I will not understand that is my flesh. And I will end up doing things. Like when my flesh tells me to get angry or to hit somebody or something, you know, I will do it because I will not realize that it is a body that is contrary to the um, purpose of God and the Spirit of God in my life that is speaking. Also, when my unrecreated mind is also telling me to react in a certain way against something. If I do not understand that that unrenewed mind is different from my spirit, I will also follow the dictates of that unrecreated mind and soul. In the same way, if I do not know that my spirit as a New Testament believer is recreated after God in righteousness and true holiness, I will not understand why he's telling me to do things that do not make sense to my mind. That entire conflict that always ravages us, I mean me, in fact, I am constantly having a running battle between what my spirit man is telling me and what my very analytical and logical mind is telling me to do. You know, it's just my mind is so aggressive that it wants to understand the logic before it begins to accept that thing. So it's a running battle. So the only way I am able to, you know, work with God is to have put a default override setting, you know, every time. Recognize that when my mind is speaking, I will now speak to my spiritual mind and say, okay, um, at a stage I will say, look, this one does not make sense. We are going to go with the spirit on this one, you know. And that conversation constantly goes. And sometimes my mind just overrides and says, eh, okay, this one that I'm hearing, I'm not really sure that it's of God, so let me just do what makes sense to me. And then when I see the outcome, I then take that and say, well, you see, you see what you hear, you see you are now wrong, you know, and that sort of thing. But the understanding of the difference between the spirit and the soul is what makes the difference between a believer that works in faith, works in the power of God, and is able to do the greater works and work using the gifts of the spirit on this earth and the person who will continually live like a believer that thinks heaven is far away and that there's no power and that miracles ended with the lifetime of Jesus. It is that serious. And in a separate episode, I will begin to talk about the gifts of the spirit, but that is not for today. So the description of the spirit, who is who we are, that is the nature of God. That is where God puts righteousness or unrighteousness. So if you have the nature of God in your spirit, man, it is a righteous spirit. If you have, if you do not have the nature of God and you still have the sin nature, then it is an unrighteous nature and it is an unrighteous spirit. So it is either everybody on earth either has a sin nature or a Christ nature, and that is the spirit man. And it's that spirit man that gives us purpose, that gives us meaning, <clears throat> a sense of belonging either to the kingdom of God or to the kingdom of darkness. And it's also where the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, which is the agape love that does not make sense. This is where the nature and life of God is recreated human spirit. And that is who we are as New Testament believers. Even people who are not saved also have a spirit. But it's just that that spirit still has the nature of the first Adam, which fell under the sin of um, you know, the Garden of Eden. It's still under the fallen man nature. Whereas the New Testament believer has the nature of the second Adam, which is Christ, which is created after God in righteousness and true holiness. <coughs> But clearly, 
we see that a lot of people on the earth, very few people are living in the in the in the power and in the lifestyle of Christ. And why is that? The difference is because the soul, which is the the control room or the the the, the rudder that steers the ship of every Christian's life, that is that soul is unregenerated, and that soul is the one that then after you have given your life to Christ, it is the soul that then determines how much of that recreated spirit will take control of the entire uh, of my entire life and cause me to walk according to the dictates of that spirit so from the day i gave my life i am on a journey of learning how to walk with god through my the choices i make in my spirit through what i feed my soul and my mind on and how i live my life on earth and it is the soul that makes that difference so the soul has my personality and all this I got from faithandhealthconnection.org but like I said, Kenneth Higgins and others to have the same thing but this put it all together for the purposes of this commentary that is where I got it from so I'm giving that attribution to them um, shout out to them um, as well thanks to everyone who puts godly things on the internet God bless you <clears throat> so the soul has the personality it has the conscious mind it has my thinking and reasoning so all what I said about the mind then my subconscious mind which is my beliefs my attitudes my feelings my emotions my memories and you see this subconscious mind in fact a lot of marriages that struggle this is where it actually comes because the beliefs and attitudes that people have is subconscious and it's only situations that brings it out which is why when the Bible says that it is the word of God that pierces into the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, I think this is what it means. Because it's the word of God that brings out those attitudes and those beliefs that are fundamentally, diametrically opposed to the will of God and the purpose of God. And he will shine a light on it, bring it out from that place where it is hidden and make you realize that you need to change and do something about it. So, which is why as a believer, if you are not married or you are not in a... It's difficult to walk. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But you now understand why sometimes you have some serious problems with some people. Because the attitudes and the beliefs that they have, that we all have, is actually in our subconscious mind. And that is in our soul. So, the soul is a very deep place. Which is why, again, when somebody is facing deep turmoil or attack of the soul or contention of the soul, man... It's not a human being that will help the person to come out. You need, even if God will use a human being, that human being must really be working in the divine nature and the unction of God. So, the will, the choices, the memory, the intellect, the emotion, in short, the mindset that we all have is all in that soul. It's also the place where there's affection and all of that and love and everything that has to do with that. The divine love, which is the love that um, is described in 1 Corinthians 14 and 13, that one is in the spirit. But the love that is based on your feelings and what you like and okay, I like this sort of thing, that one that is based on your personality is in the soul. The love that is based on the personality and the person of God is in the spirit. And there are two different things. We really need to understand this. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, we can't go into everything now. So the mindset is where the life, um, where all our life choices are made. And the way we can look at it is that that mindset then determines the choices we make. It determines the way we behave and our lifestyle. So the soul is actually the, how will I say, the control room. I don't want to call it the engine room, but man, it is the soul. There's nothing that you and I do. It's the soul that actually either accelerates us or hinders us or draws us back in everything that we do. Success and failure happens in the soul. So it's a very, very important place. Now, the body is the house that all of us live in. We live in a body. Oh, please, Shola, you live in a body. Please repeat after me. I live in a body. I live in a body. I am not the body. I live in a body. That is why 
when we die it's not really we that dies it's the body that dies the spirit leaves the body with the soul in it but it is the choices that we have made on earth that determines where the soul goes after it leaves the body Hmm. are we all understanding this okay now so the body has the five senses which is the taste the touch the feel the sights the hearing it also has our nerves our brain that is what medical science treats medical science treats the body so medical science does not really anyway let me not really go there but when you have illnesses of the soul medical science can only try you know with therapy and many other things but it is the spirit of god that is the candle of the lord that presses into the dividing asunder of the soul of the spirit that can help somebody that has the spirit of discernment and has the compassion for that person to really determine and diagnose where the problem is and how to help I honestly believe that Christians are the only people on earth that have the ability to help people with this problem. But unfortunately, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We have ignored the knowledge of the soul. So just to recap, before I bring this to a close, the spirit man has the nature and the life of God. The soul, which I would say is like in the middle of that, is, is, is the essence of you and I. And the body is the house that we live in as New Testament believers. So man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. I, Shola, I am a spirit like God is because I am created in the image and the likeness of God and God is a spirit. I have a soul. That soul is where my will, that is where my intellect, my emotion, that is where my mind is. That is, it has all my memories. So it is unrenewed. But every day I'm in a constant journey with God, working with His Word and His Spirit so that I can continue to renew that mind and let it believe God, let it be able to express the nature and the life of God in such a way that I will live in a way that is exactly how Jesus would have lived on earth if He was in me. And I will lean on the Holy Spirit to help me. And as I grow in the knowledge of God, it affects my thinking, it affects my behavior, it affects my lifestyle. And God is able to reflect his spirit and manifest his power through me, through greater works. But only as I go in my journey with him and as I renew my mind and as my soul becomes restored and washed by, by the water of the word, it all happens in my soul. And then my body is then quickened by the life of God through the word of God, working in my soul, causing a change in my belief system and making me control my mind, I mean my body, and put it in subjection in such a way that I do not live according to the dictates of the flesh. That is the life of a disciple, of someone who is living victoriously over sin, over the flesh, over the recreated, unrenewed mind and is able to walk in the fullness of the power of God on earth. Man is a spirit, has a soul and lives in a body. Thank you for listening.